Welcome to Parenting Bites. This is Rebecca Levy. I am here today with Amy Ozpan of Amy Ever After. Hello. Hello. And Andrea Smith, our technology guru extraordinaire. Hello. Hello. Um, today in quarantine, we have a special guest with us. Um, as we were approaching some milestones in our own lives that normally would be celebrated in a pretty big way, um, Amy has her daughter's 16th birthday. I have my daughter's 18th birthday is in graduation. And of course, there'll be many more events um, that we are now going to have to do virtually. We thought we would have a pro come on and talk about how to celebrate without being sad, <laughs> which is, seems to be what we're all going to have to uh, get used to and do it well. So we have Amy Jacobs, founder of Chandelier Events, and the new founder and chief imagination officer of Don't Let the Day Go By. Hello, Amy. Hello. Thanks for having me today in quarantine. <laughs> yes, it's like, that should really just be we changed the name of the podcast too, but... Um, I'm hoping we come out of it eventually and actually see each other in person again. We will. But thank will. you. Thank you for being on. Um, I, I should give a little bit of background, which is I, I've known you now for, um, I want to say eight years. Yes. We met in 2012, Rebecca. So um, when we met, um, we had brought you in to help us with a Kids Views event, our very first event, where you were helping people with party ideas <laughs> again. Um, and then you went on to become our event planner for Kids Views. So I want our audience to know I have a lot of experience with Amy's incredible imagination, um, but also resourcefulness um, and creativity, which I think is probably most in need right now, because just having everyone say hi over Zoom is not cutting it. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> yes, Zoom parties are just... Um, you know, they're lacking in the magic, as I like to say. <laughs> and I, I think that virtual parties need planners too, which is, which is, you know, an exciting proposition for me in a, a little bit of a dark time. I will say though, my Zoom happy hours with my girlfriends are quite fun, but those are small affairs. Big party, I think you need to go beyond Zoom. Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, in, in at Chandelier events, we're always, you know, about, the shared experience, right? And making sure that if people are going to be in the same room at the same time, what are they going to be doing during that time? It's not just standing around. It's really about sharing in um, really special moments that touch on all of the senses. And I think that being in quarantine, you know, we're not breaking bread together right now. We're not um, dancing on the dance floor together right now. We're not seeing giant balloon garlands, you know, over in the ceiling of an event space. So um, you, it's really hard to capture that same magic when people are calling in from 20 different places. But, um, you know, what what the opportunity is uh, using technology and cobbling together um, a bunch of different resources and, and professionals and, and using the right tools, I think there's an opportunity to up the ante on the Zoom party. Um, I know there is, and, and we actually just launched a new company called Don't Let the Day Go By, which is dedicated completely to, to revolutionizing um, virtual parties, whether we are stuck in quarantine or over the next, you know, one to two years, we're seeing that some of these larger gatherings may be smaller and, and may require having, you know, virtual 
aspects to them. So um, we have this opportunity, you know, to to make it better, which for me right now, um, given like when the tsunami of COVID rolled in, how devastating it was, not just um, from a health perspective, not just from an economical perspective, but all the collateral damage um, of, of celebrations that were going to go by uncelebrated. And for me, you know, we immediately launched into this SOS recovery mode to move weddings, to move you know, proms um, to a later date and just pick up and move it over. But what was left were broken hearts um, and, you know, birthdays that were blah and proms that, you know, just it's not so fun to go to a prom, you know, from where you're just watching somebody have a good time or a DJ on Zoom on the other side. So, you know, that actually presented an opportunity and it, it struck me like a lightning bolt that we could do it better. And that is what I want to talk to you about today. So let's start with this um, premise that you have, you had an event. So let's say it was a mitzvah. Let's say it was a sweet 16. Um, you know, I'm not even going to go into weddings because I feel like that's <laughs> maybe a whole other thing. Probably not so much for our audience, maybe a little sure. bit, but definitely the party, the graduation, um, you know, those kind of celebrations and you were faced with the choice of cancel or reschedule. But when you were talking about a birthday, you can't reschedule that. Like, this is it. This is your, this is your birthday. Um, how would you start, you know, especially for, let's just take a sweet 16, for example, um, with going beyond, you know, just telling someone to have a phone call with 20 of their friends over zoom. Well, I think that's exactly what what our challenge was. How do we make somebody feel special on an important day? Um, even if they have a party plan later, even if we've moved a, a bat mitzvah, it doesn't mean that you haven't been thinking about that date for two, three years. But you're right. You cannot move your birthday. So um, it's a common – we are approaching this in two ways. One, we are putting together um, very quickly a lot of amazing parties um, that combine the pros that we work with in the everyday event world who are camera ready, because let's be real, this is two-way television the way I see it. Um, and, you know, themes that would be very cool and very interesting. Um, but the kicker here is the in real life experience. For me, it is not just about having you know, everybody gather at one time, but what is the real life experience that they're going to be sharing? How could we make everybody feel that they are in the same room at the same time, even and doing the same thing, even if they are in different countries um, or different time zones? And so that's what Don't Let the Day Go By is about. So how we would approach it, I would say, Hey, Amy Oztan, what is Fiona into? And you would tell me she is obsessed with baking. I'm just making this up. She may be. Um, we would actually pull in one of our amazing um, pastry chefs, not just somebody who's not, you know, charismatic. We're doing a lot of auditioning. We're, we're curating our pros, um, working with some really cool chefs. Like we talked to David Burke yesterday about doing some cooking classes with us, Um we would create like Fiona's ultimate baking party. Like imagine the great, you know, America, the great baking show in, in Great Britain. You keep saying um, Fiona, but I'm thinking this is the perfect party for me in October. Okay. Well, oh, listen, God, I hope we don't we, have to do this in October. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's the premise. We pick our pro, we pick our theme. 
Um, I think it's really important that, you know, everyone realize that virtual parties um, are different. No one's going to stay on a virtual party for four hours. The attention span is much shorter. So what we want to do is create, you know, a, a one to two hour experience and don't you know, make people feel that it's just them watching. Um, how we do that, we are going to work with you to create a really cool custom invitation that everyone receives. Um, and they may receive, you know, an ingredient list that they can prepare ahead of time. They may also even receive a box of goodies um, to their home ahead of time. We could do embroidered aprons or really cool rolling pins um, that everyone receives ahead of time. And so we get everyone prepared to attend this big party as though they were coming into a baking kitchen together, like Haven's Kitchen. Um, and then our party pro would lead everyone in making a cake. You know, maybe it's the same cake for everybody. It's a small one serving cake or a four serving cake for the people at home instead of like a big giant, you know, hundred person cake. But there's a shared experience and it's a two-way opportunity for, for everybody to engage with each other, but also ask our experts um, some really fun questions. And then um, there's, you know, the ability to have other cool tools. Like we are launching a virtual photo booth right now um, with our partner at Studio Z Photo Booths. So that could have any sort of um, frame if you wanted to personalize it, but we have also frames, like you can choose from a hundred frames. So we find a frame with cupcakes. Everybody um, has the opportunity to log in through their laptop or their phone to take photos that then get edited in real time in the way a photo booth would. And we can share that live feed into the Party Pro experience. And you can even have photos made after the fact. And, and there you have a party that merges virtual and in real life. Um, and, and that's the way we're approaching it. We have a mixology class where we can make custom uh, signature cocktails. And, you know, we're even working with our partners on putting together cocktail kits um, that can go out. I'm talking to a partner who is... Um, currently drop shipping oysters. We have an oysters partner that does like roaming oyster shucking at our events. And they have literally, um, you know, put out in the last week, they've figured out how to ship overnight um, oysters. And then we're having a live oyster shucking class and we may combine that with a champagne tasting. Um, and then, you know, art parties for young kids, the, the list goes on and on. So I'm really excited about about this, but it, to me, it's about, you know, thinking of it as an event and not just a, you know, a phone call. And that's what we're trying to do is, is make it feel engaging and fun and give someone something to do while they're there so that they have a shared experience. We can even do virtual backgrounds. So everyone feels like they're in the same place at the same time. I love the idea of um, sending things ahead of time to everyone that like everyone kind of gets something in the mail that's physical for it. Yeah. Because I think that's one of the biggest things that's missing is almost like the anticipation um, and that like the one tangible thing, right? Like you can't see the person, you can't hug the person, but maybe if you all have that physical thing that you can share or do together, it definitely is more unifying. Absolutely. I mean, and it it's, to me, you know, 
there is such thing as Zoom fatigue, right? And so right now, I think what was exciting in the first couple of weeks of this, which is like, we're going to a 40th birthday party on Zoom on Saturday night, or we're going to play Cards Against Humanity on Zoom together, is now getting um, a little dull. And it feels like a calendar appointment. And it shouldn't feel like something that we're just putting into our book. It should be something to anticipate. The invitation and the items and the favors, those all exist in the real party world um, for a reason. And it's to make people have that excitement and to um, have those touch points around the celebration to one, you know, get their emotions flowing, right? Because that's what it's all about, making people belly laugh, making people ugly cry. That's what an event is about. That's why we do these things. But also um, engaging them in a shared activity in space and time um, that they can have an experience that they can look back on and say, oh my gosh, remember when we did that 80s night, um, Zoom night during quarantine, and we had 80s trivia, and everyone came dressed up as a Ghostbuster, and um, you know, and, and we all made slime. Like, that's a great party. <laughs> Add right. some alcohol, and it's cool. <laughs> you could do that party for five-year-olds. You know, everyone comes, you know. That's why, you know, and, and honestly, I think having a dress code for a Zoom party is a good thing. I mean, all the memes have come out, and all the real, like, snafus, but you know, no one wants to have a Zoom wedding where somebody's sitting, you know, at a table in their pajamas. It's it's right. a little bit of um, bringing that magic back, and that's what we're trying to do. This is making me just feel so sad about the one Zoom birthday party I've been to. Um, it was right at the beginning of quarantine. It's one of my best friends turning fifty. Most of us on the call had never been on Zoom before, so it was just full of, you know, us trying to figure it out. I, I wish we could have a do-over now, you know, well, seven you can always later. have a do-over. We can have a, a 50.1 <laughs> party. <laughs> Version one. Version you know, one. Amy, what, you're, yeah. what you're talking about just sounds so interactive, right? Like you mentioned that sometimes it seems like a calendar appointment where you, you log into Zoom you're wearing, you know, your sweats or your pajamas and no makeup, and you're just watching something. And what you're describing really sounds like an interactive event where you get something in advance and you get that anticipation, right? That you're going to be a part of something. And even though you're not physically there with someone, you're all a part of it. And when Amy Oztan first posted about Fiona and her birthday and all she wanted, my heart broke. You know, this poor kid is turning 16 and she can't get what she wants. And I think that um, some of the examples you gave about being able to bring in friends and bring in, you know, your, your people and have a fun interactive event where you're laughing with them sounds really appealing. Well, and that's, I think our, our mission here is to bring some joy back um, into, you know, the real reality of what's going on. And everybody's handling it differently. Um, but I certainly think, you know, having children, I have a 14-year-old son who's graduating from eighth grade um, in some semblance of a way and going to high school who's, you know, trip to DC has been canceled. His only reason for taking French for three years, which is to go to Quebec, was canceled. Uh. You know, it's like a big wah-wah. And I think about, you know, Rebecca's daughters who are going to college and, and all the things that, you know, they've worked for all these years to be in that last semester of high school, which we all love and remember so well, um, which is not only 
what we remember about it is all the fun stuff we got to do. But I'm not sure if you ladies remember, but I remember being becoming like best friends with every single person in my graduating class. People I hadn't talked to in four years suddenly were you yes. know, my, my sorority sisters. And so um, what's missing right now, I think, is, you know, being able to find that joy, like a zoom call, you're right, it's just not going to cut it. And so um, and, and it doesn't necessarily the shared experience doesn't necessarily have to be an event, you know, one of the other services that we're providing is drop shipping, um, you know, graduation presents, um, or branded things to students in a graduating class to, you know, 150 addresses, or, you know, t-shirts that everybody can wear and take photos of, or we're even doing mini montages um, that we can screen share uh, where everyone gets that shared experience. And so for me, you're right. It's about um, the anticipation, but it's also about just infusing joy um, at a time that feels so hopeless. Um, and, and I liken it to the CarMax commercial with the yellow line, like, you know, day one, we're like, okay, we just have to hunker down for a month and we can get through this. And now the reality six weeks into quarantine is that when we come out of quarantine, it may not be like we're turning that light switch on thanks to our good friend, Governor Cuomo, who said that, but we're not turning the light switch on. It could be that we only are allowed to gather in 10s and 20s and 30s. It could be that certain groups, grandmas, you know, and grandpas or immunocompromised children can't come to parties. And so we really need to find um, a new way to engage regardless of our restrictions. And, and that's what we're all about. It's interesting. I saw someone today, I think it was on New York One. Um, it was a couple who are planning a virtual wedding. And they were saying that in some ways, it's been really great because part of all of their arguments have been about the guest list. Right. <laughs> they can only have so many people. And they're like, now we can just invite everyone. Like it alleviated that whole thing of like, are you really good friends with them? And if I invite this person, I have to invite these other two. And I haven't seen these cousins. And now yeah. they're like, everyone come. Um, so it's like, it's oh, funny. there's a, a lot silver of, lining. There's <laughs> like, a lot of, so, yeah, a lot of my couples, because I plan a lot of really big weddings. I plan weddings, um, you know, we're exactly that. We could have 200 to 400 people attending. Um, and you're right, the guest list is always, I, I tell people to tackle it very early because it is, you know, guest list and budget are the two things that really, that really drive couples into crisis. But you know, I'm also telling my couples and, and even like teenagers, like, but my couples in particular, I'm like, this is the getting married part. Take it from an old married lady. Like if you can get through this and still be on the same page and like, this is the for richer and poorer, and this is for the in sickness and in health and good times and bad. And the celebration in a big way can always eventually happen, but the, the heart of getting married and, and the wedding and doing it now, if you're ready, you know, the rules are, are a little bit meant to be broken. Um, and so we are, I, I have a wedding coming up where we're going to be planning a virtual event, um, for our couple, you know, to get married now, but then we move the wedding to the same weekend next year so that we're going to make it a big anniversary bash. So, you know, it, it is, the, the reality of our situation is the reality. And I think once you embrace that um, and start thinking about new ways to do it as, as if it was the first time you were approaching this challenge, like that there was never, you know, 
going to be what was like, we're planning something entirely new. It opens up, um, a whole new feeling about it. And, and that's what we're trying to create. But yes, I think couples, um, in some ways it's great because they're also like planning these things together and mom and dad who might not be so zoom savvy are following their lead. So, um, that's also another bone of contention sometimes, um, as to what kind of wedding to have. And now you can only have one kind. So let's go with it. (laughs) So true. That's (laughs) excellent. I mean, so what do you think? So for my girls, the two big things obviously are prom and graduation, both of which are incredibly hard to recreate. I mean, it's first of all, because you have to have sign off from, um, administration and, you know, bureaucracy, but also because, you know, the magic of prom, right, is you don't know what's going to happen that night <laughs> and after prom and like all that stuff. Like prom is just this weird serendipitous night where you think it's going to go one way and it might go entirely <laughs> differently. Um, and then graduation, of course, is so emotional and so about a shared experience, um, but also recognizing individual achievement. And both of those things are really difficult to do virtually. I think they are difficult to do virtually without a doubt. And I, I think that, um, there, you know, there's no mistaking it. Um, like unless suddenly holograms become, um, as cheap as a Starbucks cup of coffee. (laughs) Um, you know, we're not there yet. Maybe by next year, if we're still in this situation, I would imagine we will be able to, um, actually beam ourselves places and experience things. It's going to um, accelerate all ne- that research, right? right? Necessity <laughs> is the mother of invention, right? So, um, but right now I think it's a, uh, it's a matter of making people feel, you know, recognized. Um, I don't know if everyone saw John Krasinski's prom recently. Mm-hmm. It was so sweet. Um, it was, it was so like unbelievably self-deprecating and hilarious. Um, and so I think, you know, knowing that virtual prom may not be the same, but also like having everybody be able to, um, you know, bringing in a really cool guest DJ, sending everybody like prom in a bag. There's um, a balloon company that's putting together like amazing prom backdrops, you know, where you can take tinsel backdrops and big balloons that are like 2020 or prom um, and take some amazing photos or have that in your feed. So everybody is kind of in that shared experience and having, um, having it be at least fun for a night and like having people dress up and, and showing, you know, the other thing about prom is like, everybody is looking at everybody. Like you want everyone to think that you, it's every, you know, everyone's grease moment, right? (laughs) Where you turn from like good Sandy to bad Sandy. Um, And so, you know, involving it in some way, shape or form. And it's not, going to be the same as prom. It can't ever be the same as what prom was before. Um, and hopefully that prom can happen eventually. It can happen hopefully the Wednesday night of Thanksgiving weekend next year, right. you know, make that prom for everybody. It's going to be the new, um, what did they call it? The new matzo ball on the night on right. Christmas Eve. <laughs> it's going to be like prom and there's a new idea for me. Um, but I think that, Um, I, I think, you know, not trying to tell everybody that 
virtual prom is going to be just exactly the same as prom night, but making it its own thing, I think is super fun. I think that having interactive activities, we can do uh, virtual karaoke, which is super fun. Um, uh, and we can also do virtual trivia with live prizing. We're talking to um, one of our MCs about running virtual trivia where everybody can text in the answer um, and win live prizing together. So it is, you know, a little bit of it is like we have to accept that it's not going to be what it was and that one day it will be and they will walk across that stage. Um, but if they can have an experience where their diploma comes to them in a really special way, we're going to make that happen for them because it is it is heartbreaking. Um, there's just no way to get around that. Yeah, it's a weird what one. About- they are trying to reschedule, I think. I'm what sure. about graduation? I mean, with so many kids graduating from high school and college and there's nothing, you know, like graduations are, are canceled or they're going to be online. What are you suggesting to people about like having a celebration or even a graduation gift? You know, you can't just show up with a gift anymore. Well, I absolutely think that it's important to throw your children a graduation event. Um, it is, they are not going to have one that's planned for them by school necessarily, um, until maybe at a later date, but it doesn't mean that you can't like put a date on the calendar, send out invitations to their friends and family and make it something special for them to anticipate. I think that in and of itself, like not letting that day go by is so important. And it doesn't have to be the exact day. But I think as a family, involving your child in planning that party could feel really good right now so that they have something to look forward to. Um, Inviting everyone to, you know, maybe it's setting up a registry for gifts or an Amazon wish list um, and sending it out on behalf of your children, Um, you know, to, to make people feel like that, make your kids feel that they're being celebrated and being recognized for their accomplishments. I think a mini montage is a great way to do that. Um, Putting together a montage of their baby dumb to 18 dumb um, or their 22 dumb (laughs) Um, and, and really like marking that day for them. And again, it doesn't have to be everyone doing it at the same time. I think there's the virtual graduation experience, which is one thing, but I think making that graduation party for your kid should be something that's really important. Um, And also what I'm seeing is that moms are, you know, and parents, not just moms, moms and dads um, are joining together to do these gifts. Um, I have a a mom in Florida who asked us to make special t-shirts for each of their classes classes with their class picture on them and all the kids' names, and we're going to send them to everybody. And each class has a different shirt. So it, it just doing the normal activities in that in that sense, because we all have graduating shirts and, and, and kind of keeping those things up. But I think more importantly, it's so important to recognize that, that even on your birthday, like the, we're going to postpone the party and the big party for when we can all do this in person makes the day go by feeling underwhelmed and underappreciated. And and we don't want that to happen for anybody. Yeah, that's funny. We have, um, so our plan for our daughter's 18th birthday, because they're big foodies, was we were um, going to seriously splurge and eat at 11 Madison Park. Um, 
and obviously 11 Madison Park. And for those of our listeners who don't know, it's considered the best restaurant in the United States. Um, it is a restaurant uh, in downtown-ish Manhattan, but we're obviously not going there now. <laughs> um, and I have no idea when those kinds of restaurants will ever reopen. So we are recreating the meal. I'm recreating it as best I can. I know it will awesome. taste nothing like um, 11 Madison Park, but we're doing it course by course. I found menus on Yelp <laughs> that people Good for you, Mama. Good um, for you. So that's what we're doing, minus their fancy dessert, because we're not fancy dessert people. My daughters want brownies and ice cream. But um, so. um, Listen, brownies a la mode sounds like a perfect yeah. dessert for me. So, but it's it's like something we just, it was the same thing. I was like, either we're just going to like order in whatever sushi that night, because that's what you guys want, and we'll have a Zoom call, or we could try to at least make it special. We're all going to get dressed up. No one's allowed in sweats, and <laughs> we're doing it. Make we're doing a playlist. The five-course like, meal. Make yeah. a Spotify playlist. I that I mean, really, even before I launched Don't Let the Day Go By, I found myself. I made a Motown playlist because I was like, I need to make myself happy, and what's the best part <laughs> of every wedding is when they go into the Motown set, so I'm going to go on and make my... I will send it to all of you, um, but I have a yes. Motown list. I made a 1990s um, list from everything I listened to in college and sent that to everyone that I went to college with. And like, you know, again, we're all in different places, but music, you know, think about the senses. Whenever I plan an event, I think about hitting every sense. So something that you see, something that you taste, something that you touch, something that you hear and something that you smell. And that is exactly the kind of approach people should be taking in their home parties right now. Because if you are touching all of the senses, whether you're with four people or 400, it allows you to be inspired in ways that take it to that next level. And so I, I think that use that if you can, you know, when you're planning this party, because, you know, there's a reason that realtors sell homes by putting cookies in an oven when you walk in, like it, right. it, it evokes a nostalgic feeling. And I think that nostalgia, you know, I, I've always said um, that I can throw like a million dollar party, but if I hand out $200 worth of Twinkies and Drake's cakes and finger, you know, finger foods and, or like Doritos late night, people lose their minds because <laughs> it's a nostalgic moment. So it might be really fun to even think of something that the girls loved when they were really little and presenting it to them that day too. Oh, Not just the now. That's a really great idea. And I think right now, too, with everyone home and isolated, I mean, people are craving comfort, comfort yes, food, they are. You know, doing the things that make you comfortable. So like, you know, any food that they love, that's that that kind of comfort feeling would be great. Comfort is the way to go. Nostalgia is the way to go. I think having an amazing little montage, we're making them for clients who just don't know how to do it. But you can... I know Rebecca Levy knows how to make a montage. So like having, <laughs> you know, a montage is super fun. It beats the like 10 pictures on Facebook that I'm doing right now for my graduating, you know, eighth grader. But I think, um, you know, thinking about the things that you see at other big parties, but doing it on in your own way on your micro scale. But um, 
definitely like letting your kids eat cake for breakfast on like and breaking all the rules is the way to go. You would do that for their bat mitzvah. So do it now, like letting them drink, you know, all the soda <laughs> or making mocktails. Um, my, my daughter is obsessed with making mocktails and it's all she watches on, you know, Instagram and TikTok is how to how to do things herself. And she's 10. Um, but I bet you she would make a really mean old fashioned at this point. <laughs> so, um, um, but it really depends on also how they feel. You can even have like a makeup artist, um, or, you know, send them tips or do a quick tutorial with them about putting their makeup on together. So they feel really special. That's, you know, we're trying to, uh, to do things, not just also like, for the course of an hour, but over the course of an entire day, you can have, you know, I even say on a birthday, instead of having people just call it random, assign, you know, not to your children, but to the grandparents and aunts and uncles, like have someone call them like once an hour. And I love that you're doing, you know, the meal from 11 Madison Park. There are a lot of restaurants and are a lot of chefs who, who are, and catering companies really, who are offering meals in boxes. So we're going to be curating those too and letting people know. Um, but you can get spicy rigatoni from Carbone right now. Um, no problem. And normally that's like a month long waiting list. Yeah, that's the amazing thing. When every restaurant is closed, somehow they've become more accessible. Um, the ones that are doing it, I know it's it's a slim slim pickings and slim margins on those. Um, but hopefully, hopefully everything will come back. But maybe it will come back in a different way. That's that is a little more accessible and a little more um, profitable for those restaurants because that's sort of other things that are coming out of this, right? Like sometimes even yeah. event planning. I mean, and maybe you're finding this with some of your clients, but I think the um, event arms race, <laughs> maybe people were also feeling like that was getting a little out of control with the bat mitzvahs and, you know, things just sort of one-upping each other and, and just how many couples, you know, that go into debt to have their wedding. Maybe this will cause a little reassessment too of when we do come out of this sort of what is most important, but also to your point, what really makes an event special? Like what are those things that make something special as opposed to just massively expensive and extravagant. Uh, and for me, regardless of the budget, the best events are the ones that have feeling and, and make people feel something. And so that's always my philosophy. And you're right. Like we were on a speeding lightning bolt of a train, um, and which is amazing as an industry, but it's also why it hurts so much day one, um, is because, you know, there's 5.9 million people in the United States who are in the wedding industry. So let like who work in that industry, let alone the live events industry, the industry and in live events that produces concerts and, um, festivals and, you know, film festivals and, um, and arena games, like those folks are all part of the live event industry. And so I think, yes, I think there will be a, um, a settle, like a, a bit of a, a new direction. Um, I, I do think that personally, if you can make it through this and innovate and find ways to do things for, um, folks in celebrations or live events in unique ways, um, it will also diversify the opportunities that, that exist out there for people to celebrate. It doesn't just have to be one way um, or the way that everybody else is doing it, which excites me because I'm always about, you know, making something feel 
authentic to whoever is celebrating it in whichever way they want to do that. And yes, I love a big bat mitzvah all day long. It is so exciting for me to plan. And like when I say I planned a bar mitzvah at MetLife Stadium during football season last year where the kids ran on the 50-yard line, like we did that. Um, And I can't wait to do that again. There's nothing more exciting than creating something from nothing for us. But to me, the goosebump moments and the moments and what I call the happy glue blocks of your life, um, which are these celebrations, um, they don't have to cost a lot. They just have to be thoughtful and, and special. Um, and you can do that, you know, in ways that don't cost money at all. It's just effort. Oh, I love that. I mean, look, at the very least, people will now be thinking about how to incorporate people who can't attend their live events in a more meaningful That's way. Right. Um, and that That's really, right. I think, will help overall, especially with the fighting over who to invite. <laughs> so. Listen, I, I say it all the time. You know, it just comes down to this. The people make the party. If the people are not at your party that you love and that love you back, then all the bells and whistles don't really matter. The heart is in the people and the heart is in bringing those people together and having celebrated my son's bar mitzvah, I could have been at McDonald's. If all those people were in the room and we were all sharing some French fries together with some great music, it would have been, it would have struck the same joy chords in my heart um, in any way possible. Well, that's awesome. Amy, thank you so much for being with us today. I think this is all super helpful. I think the whole idea that people can stop looking at it just through a lens of disappointment, but really start embracing it for what it is and then trying to figure out how to creatively make something out of it is is how we have to look at things. And um, hopefully people will check out Don't Let the Day Go By because I think it's going to be full of amazing resources and people who are you know, if you were planning on hiring planners and doing stuff, there's no reason not to still do that. Um, So thank you so much for all your great ideas. And thanks for being on. Thank you so much. I love being on your show. I think you guys are amazing. Um, And if anybody has any questions, they can uh, reach out to us at uh, on Instagram at don't let the day go by or at chandelier event because um, we are one in the same. And I would just leave you with this. You always, you know, if you're planning a virtual event, you want to make sure that you have like timing in mind. You want to make sure that your kids don't ha- like, don't go without instruction. Everybody loves an MC. They are there for a reason. So make sure you MC that event. Um, dress codes work in the virtual world and like make sure you're technically prepared um, because there's nothing that cramps a virtual party style than running out of your hour on Zoom and having everybody. (laughs) (laughs) So if you need anything at all, let me know. um, And I wish you good health and good celebrations in uh, in quarantine. Oh, you too. <laughs> Thank you so much. Great ideas. Thank you. Thank you so much and um and feel well. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. We will be right back with our bites of the week. We are back with our bites of the week. Amy, what do you have? All right. So, I have um two bites that are food related as are most of our lives right now. Um, I don't know about you guys. I just, I cook and bake all day and think about what I'm going to eat tomorrow. And food is like the, the, (laughs) I, I normally obsess about food. And so now it's on overdrive, but, um, 
there's this great TikTok channel. It's That Dude Can Cook. And he's fantastic. He's just super high energy and really good tips. And because the videos are under a minute, like you just get, you know, like really, really fast, good recipes and good skills and good techniques. And um, if you want longer, he does have a YouTube channel. His YouTube channel is Cooking with Sunny. Um, but I don't know. I like him more on TikTok. There's something about getting like <laughs> like the essence of a recipe in a minute because he's just his delivery is really good and his editing is really fast. He's fantastic. Um, and the other food related one is an article in Adweek that was uh, up earlier this week. Um, you will have to register to read it probably, but it's free. And if you register, then you get to read five of their articles a, a month. And um, it's a really good roundup of a lot of the brands and companies that have been releasing their secret recipes to keep us all entertained and interested while oh, we're... Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, while we're cooking from home. I remember, I think, Rebecca, you originally sent me the Double Tree uh, by Hilton chocolate yes, chip cookie recipe. Them. Oh, did, how were Wait, they? Wait, you didn't send those to me. <laughs> I didn't send I those to make you. cookies? Um, no. Well, you've got to go to this what? article because it's in there. They were good. Um... I think I would change them up a little bit. Like they were, they were good. They were not my favorite chocolate chip cookie. I think mm. you lose something in the um, experience of checking in and having someone hand you a warm cookie. And having yes. them be warm. Yes. And you're like, yes, I got here before they're all gone. Right. <laughs> but when you eat them at home, you're sort of like, it was a cookie. You right. know, like it loses a little bit of the specialness of it. But if if you want to try them, that's in there. Um, a, a quarantine Whopper recipe is in there. They've got the Disney World churros, which are oh so good, um, and the Dole Whip recipe, and IKEA Swedish meatballs, and McDonald's sausage and egg McMuffin, and and oh, they've got uh, Pret a Manger's mac and cheese. Like it's it's a it's a good collection that's of awesome. recipes. I think Magnolia just put up their banana pudding too. Oh, why did you tell me that? <laughs> All right, I'm going to go look. Yep. <laughs> so, Amy, I just find it so funny that you're now looking at recipes on TikTok. Like, ever since we did that segment about TikTok, <laughs> I feel like you're you're a TikTok fangirl. <laughs> I'm a fan. I don't know what to say. Every time my daughter catches me looking at TikTok, she rolls her eyes so she hard. Must. I'm afraid she's going to hurt herself. <laughs> she feels like I like she's just afraid that the moms are going to turn it into Facebook. And I don't right. know what to tell her. We're there. Get used well, to it. You know, wait until you upload your first TikTok video and then she will just go ballistic. Oh, she's going to. And the thing is, I actually said online that I was going to upload my first one a couple months ago. I, I bought a wig for it. I memorized something. I was all ready to film it. And then like quarantine hit and I wasn't in a fun mood. Aww. Yeah. And like I just I just kind of put everything away and I was like, oh, this is for another time. I might be at that time now. So Good. I don't know. I'll It'll be my bite if I ever actually start doing it. <laughs> Well, uh, you guys have to send me the cookie recipe. I have been cooking. I made banana bread the other day. Nice. Um, and it was so good. And I ate both ends, which is my favorite part. And then I proceeded <laughs> to cut the rest of it and give it away to all my neighbors. So it was perfect. So um, my bites are about food, too. Imagine that. <laughs> so the first bite that I had is if you have a Fire TV uh, or a Fire tablet, uh, Amazon is giving a free year of its Food Network Kitchen app. So it's got those shows like 30 Minute Meals, Barefoot Contessa, uh, 
brunch at Bobby's, classes, all kinds of things, 80,000 recipes, um, and you get a free one-year subscription just by logging into the app or downloading the app on your Fire TV or your Fire tablet. So I think that's really cool. And the other thing is I heard this NPR interview that was so great and then I read the full article that it came from. And this is such a great story. It's a story about, I guess he's a chef um, who was raised in a traditional Italian family with, you know, the mom who just cooked and cooked and cooked because that's the mm -hmm. way she showed love. And he had a falling out with his mom. You can read about it in the article. And during this pandemic, he has been FaceTiming with her and she's cooking with him. Aww. And she's teaching him all the rest of like he called her for advice. And so she watched him make his pizza dough and, and telling him what was wrong with the texture and and stayed on for like three hours while he while he cooked things. And so they've had like a couple of weeks of daily FaceTime calls where they cook together and she's teaching him not only how to cook all these family recipes, but how to cook for his fiance because because cooking is all about love. Um, and the article is called, it took a global pandemic, but I'm finally calling my mom. Oh. And I'll post a link to the NPR interview. It's like four minutes long. And then we'll also have a link to the actual article. It was posted in Bon Appetit. And uh, it's just lovely. It's really lovely. It says over FaceTime, she coaches me through meatballs and eggplant parm. And for the first time, I understand the scope of her love. That's so That's sweet. Make me cry. I know. It's all about the food during this pandemic. <laughs> oh my God, it's nonstop. Um, so my bite is a little bit in line with what we just talked about today with our guest, Amy Jacobs. It is a company called VidHug. So they create video montages for you. Mm. to send to someone on their special date. So you create, um, you send a link to all these people that you would want to give a video message to your special person and they record their video message really easily. They don't need the app. They don't need anything special. They just click the link and record and it goes up to VidHug, VidHug and VidHug creates the montage for you. Edits it all together. Hopefully better than Facebook's montage. <laughs> yes. Facebook picks weird things, but these are the people themselves recording specific messages just for this. Oh, it's um, messages. It's not yep. pictures. No, nope. cool. it's video messages. And so they can create, you know, everyone can do a 15 second, 30 second video, whatever it is. And then they assemble it for you into like a really cute, well, like a video hug. <laughs> so it's vid That's hug. so cute. It's really cute. It's really easy to do. Um, you know, I looked at Kudo board that Amy talked about last week, which I also loved, but I realized it was, I think, too hard for some of the people in our family because mm. it was asking them to check, you know, do you want to post? Do you want this? Do you want And I was like, oh, there's too many options. Um, <laughs> so I think if you have people who literally just can press record on their device. Yeah, you just give them um, like a specific task that they have yes. to do. You're going to make a quick video saying happy birthday or congratulations or whatever it is. Um, and they assemble it for you and you know, you don't have to do anything and you have a beautiful little uh, greeting, video greeting montage for your special person. So that is my bite of the week. I was going to do the Food Network app also, Andrea, but you took ah. it. <laughs> I was going to do sorry. two. No, I'm glad you did. It's so well, funny. Well, we can there share are, it. 
they're doing a whole this weekend, the second and third, they're doing um, all live classes with all of their chefs. Oh, so see, you, I would like to see that. That I yeah. would do. So you can drop in and take a live cooking class with Bobby Flay. Like oh, it's, neat. it's really cool. Um, I'm not you, really good with the cooking channel and watching that stuff, but I would really love to see a cooking class. And you know what's fun? It's it's from all of their own kitchens now, mm. right? Like they're not in some like studio kitchen. So it's always fun to see into everyone's homes. <laughs> like I think that's the best part. I always wonder how those TV chefs have how they do when they're they don't have somebody prepping all the stuff for them, because it's the prep that kills you. It is. That's well, that's been my daughter is now my sous chef. Um, We have we have it down. She literally has been um, an incredible sous chef in the last like three weeks. And once she realized she was bored out of her mind. Oh, you're so um, lucky. And I am, you know, like the dinner every night is starting to kill me. Um, So she's been amazing like doing actually and then yesterday she made totally on her own like from soup to nuts like I didn't do a single thing um she made Melissa Clark's orange crumb cake um mm. with fresh she added blueberries to it and it's so good we all ate it last night we ate it for breakfast <laughs> so she's become uh it's good she's become really confident and good in the kitchen she's already talking about when she goes to college she hopes her dorm has a little kitchen so she can cook sometimes oh, I'm like, wow. all right good for um, her so silver linings, right? <laughs> so yeah. bored I learned how to cook. Um, yeah, really. All right. Well, that is our show for today. We hope we gave you great ideas on how to find some joy and keep some celebrations alive. Don't try to replicate what you think it would have been in real life. And don't be so sad about what could have been. But, you know, think about what it can be. And... You know, check out um, all the links we talked about today, including Amy Jacobs' site, Don't Let the Day Go By. And we will have links to everything on our show page at parentingbites.com. You can find the episode links. You can share. You can leave us comments. Let us know how you're getting through quarantine or how you're celebrating events. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share the podcast wherever you are listening to this. And until next week, happy quarantine parenting. And happy cooking. Happy cooking. And eating. And and eating. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Bye. Hey, this is our Parenting Bites disclaimer. Everything we talk about on the show is our own opinion. Any products we recommend, it's our own personal recommendation for entertainment purposes only. If you buy something through our affiliate links or you just happen to buy or see or read or watch something that we've recommended, it's at your own risk.